Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So in past episodes, we've talked quite a bit about designing strategic websites or just websites that kind of matter and have a purpose for your clients. Um, These websites, in case you guys need a refresher, they help make your projects more worthwhile because they have a purpose. They allow you to charge more because you're getting your clients better results and they leave you with happier clients because they are getting those results. So if you need a refresher, definitely go back and listen to a few past episodes. I'll have one or two I recommend within this one for you. Um, But we haven't touched much on a really big part of designing strategically, and that's the part that allows you to show off the results you're getting. Because you can get these results constantly, but if you don't have a way to know that you are and show them off, they don't matter. So that's why today we're talking about creating a before picture. So in this episode, we're going to dive into what that is, why it's important, and how you can create one for your next web design project. I am so happy that you are diving into this because even though I feel like I already know from all of your content that I obsessively consume all the time, (laughs) um, I think it's really important to make sure you know how to get that before picture just because, like you said, your client can say, well, you know, I've had my email list double since working with you. But if you can't really prove that your design helped with that, or that, you know, anything you did actually helped them based on what their before picture looked like, then it's kind of pointless to know that. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the times your clients aren't going to realize that themselves. So that's when this is really important. I mean, if you have like clients who are super data driven, that's great. Maybe you don't need this. But for most of us, our clients are just like, oh, yeah, it was fun to work with you. Great. Thanks. Bye. You know, so that's why that's why I think this is important. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, But I wanted to start with what a before picture is, in case some of you don't know. And I wouldn't necessarily expect you to, because I feel like I kind of made up this term and just kind of roll with it as if everyone should expect, you know, or that I expect everyone to know what it means. But I really don't. So let's talk about what it is. So basically, it's a full look at your client's situation before they work with you. So everything about what they're currently going through. So what does their website and branding currently look like? Uh, what's going on in their business, what are they struggling with, what's going well, and what is their overall attitude about their website and business? Are they, you know, what are they frustrated with? What do they like? What do they want to improve? It's a full look at all of those things. And it includes quite a few different parts that we'll dive into a little bit today. Things like screenshots, direct quotes from your clients, just the overall way they talk about their website and their business, and then actual numeric statistics. I had never thought about the before picture including their attitude 
about their website and business in general. But if you think about it, a lot of times when clients are coming to us, it's because they're like embarrassed mm-hmm. of their website. They're, they don't want to show it off. And I mean, that keeps them from feeling good about their business and promoting their business. So wow, I'm really happy that you included that there because that's a big one. Yeah, I kind of find that found that out by accident. We're actually going to dive into this a little bit later, but I, I look for things like their expectations, their statistics, and their feelings. And like before I, you know, came upon this like accidentally, I would have been like, why do I care about their feelings? I don't, you know, whatever. But it's so important for things like testimonials and stuff like that. If you can show like they felt like this before and now they are ecstatic and so happy, it's huge. And you can write about that in your portfolio. Like, yeah, it's something that I totally ignored too until, you know, I got I got that information on accident one time before and after the project. I was like, okay, feelings actually are, are powerful when it comes to other people hiring you. Yep. So. So yeah, I guess based on that, let's dive into why it's important to do this. Um, It's something, getting a before picture is something that's missed by so many people. And I, I didn't do it for a long time either, so I'm not judging anyone, that's for sure. But it is so important if you really wanna show your current clients what your work can do and your potential clients. If you want people to come to your website to work with you and be like wowed by the work you've done, it's important for that too. Um, So for example, what if on like your last design project you did, you increased a client's email opt-in rates by 30%? Would you know that you did that? And if not, imagine what kind of difference it can make in your own business if you did know that and could show it off. Like it's huge to, you know, think you could be missing out on stuff like this and real differences you're making for your clients. So when you can see stats and other results like these, your clients are going to be absolutely thrilled with what you've done and ready to tell everyone. So that's referrals, which are so powerful for design businesses. If you liked working with one client, you're likely going to enjoy the people they send to you. You're going to have testimonials with actual numbers and transformations you can show off. So you're going to have statistics about their website, um, their income changes if they had them, the way they felt before and after. And then you're also going to have solid results to show off in your portfolio. Your portfolio is not going to be just pictures and stuff anymore like we've talked about um, that being a problem. You're going to have real stuff to show off in your portfolio. So this is going to keep the type of people you want to be working with who will pay more for your projects coming through the door. That's why this whole before picture thing is so important. Yeah, and just think about... You know, knowing all those things, not only is it going to give you better testimonials and things to show off in your portfolio and in those awesome referrals that we all want, but it's also going to be even easier to market, you know, your design business because you can mention these things on social media. You can mention these things when you're on a call with a potential client, you know, hey, I worked with someone just that had a similar business to you and here's the kind of results I got them. So this is definitely an important thing to add to your whole process if you haven't been thinking about strategy and before and after pictures, you know, before this. Yeah, I love that you brought up, you know, bringing those facts up with clients with similar businesses. What is going to, if they're already talking to you and interested in working with you, nothing's going to seal the deal better than that. So that is such a good point. And you can put it on your sales copy, like on your services page to grab their attention. Then if you have a similar business to theirs, like, heck yes. So awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. 
Designing a strategic website that gets your clients results and turns around to benefit your own business is no small feat. It's an all new process and way of thinking that needs to be added to your design projects and it can take years to figure out how it all works. But I've got a way for you to speed up the process. Design Your Own Pixel Perfect Production is a workbook and ebook combo to lead you through every step of the process, including improving your own website, getting your clients real results through a perfectly strategic design, and knowing the questions to ask before and after the project to be able to have real results to compare. If you're ready to learn the exact steps you need to craft a strategic website, implement it flawlessly, and see results in your own business, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash strategy workbook to learn more and use the code getbacktodesign for $10 off your copy. After that, prepare to take action and see happier clients, better testimonials, more referrals, and those higher paying clients you've been waiting for. So let's dive into the parts of this. We're gonna go over two main parts. Um, first is the questionnaire, and then after that is just screenshots. So we're gonna dive into why these things are helpful and what goes into each one. So first are their feelings. So these are kind of what they're thinking about their website and their business in general. Second is expectations. So what do they expect to get out of the project? And then last is statistics. So this includes things like their website traffic, email opt-ins, sales, and other things that are important to them in their specific business. So let's go through and break down each one of these. So let's start with expectations. Uh, let's talk about why they're helpful first, why it's helpful for you to know these things. First, it is great for you to know where you can really shine with the project you're working on and create a successful website in their eyes specifically. So you might get some more information on the overall look and feel that they're going for, or you might find out that they really need help with something like email opt-ins, just depending on their business. If you don't learn about their expectations, you wouldn't. You might not know these things. It might be something you missed with other questions you were asking. So knowing what they expect from the overall project is really, really helpful. It also helps you know where you can go above and beyond. So if you learn they need help with email opt-ins, maybe that will help you You know, give them a specific freebie or add-on to their project project um, in the end that will just make them extra excited. And then it also allows you to frame things in a really great way when you're presenting your final design. So I am a really big stickler for like getting on video and presenting your designs to people. And if you know what they expected and what they were looking for before the project started, you can use that really well in this presentation. Um, so for example, if they really needed better email opt-in rates, when you're presenting your final design, you can point out how certain things you did are going to improve you know, their opt-in rates based on this new design. So that can be really, really powerful. I think that is a really, really good point. And it's something that I've actually been wanting to add to my process and just my client experience in general is like, getting on video and presenting, mm -hmm. especially website mockups, because your clients hired you because you're the expert. They don't necessarily know the best placements or the best, you know, what colors are going to really help them or things like that when it comes to, for example, their opt-in forms. So if you can get on there and explain why you did something, not only are you really hitting on those, um, 
expectations that they had for the project, but it also, I think, can really help you reduce revisions because you're saying, you know, here is what I did, here is why I did it, and then they are going to be less likely to come back and say, well, can you change this because I don't really like how it looks. Yeah, I've talked about that before, but it is huge. I Before I started doing, I just have to give this example. We might have even given it before, but before I started doing these presentations, I had a client come back to me with 17 pages in a Word doc, size 12 font, revisions. That was not good, you guys. And ever since I've started doing this, the most I've gotten back is about a half page bulleted list. I can handle that, right? I can handle the little, you know, small tweaks and with this, when you are telling them why you made these decisions, they're not going to have you redesigning whole sections. They're going to be like, oh, I don't want to touch that because she said it's helping my email opt-in rates. So yeah, the, the presentation is huge. We should do like a whole episode on that and maybe we will someday. But yeah, it's super helpful when you're doing this presentation to know what their expectations were before so you can mention them. So a sample question that you could include in this before picture questionnaire for expectations is something like, what is the main factor that caused you to want a new website? So then you're gonna know what they're struggling with and what they expect to improve when you're working together. So if that thing caused them to want the new website, they're gonna expect that that's fixed. So this is a great example of a question. You can come up with your own as well. That's just one example you can go off of. So next, let's go into feelings and why you want to include questions about feelings in this before picture questionnaire. Uh, first, this is really great for comparing how they're feeling now before your project starts with how they feel after you're done working together. Um, you're able to remind them of those past feelings when you're presenting the new design, which makes their excitement for the new one so much more powerful. And the same thing like after the launch and when you are asking for a testimonial, when you can remind them what they were feeling like and what they were struggling with before the project started, you're going to get so much stronger testimonials. And we talked about getting better testimonials, I think, in episode two. So definitely go back and listen to that if you want some more tips. But just knowing how they were feeling and addressing that when you're asking for a testimonial can make a really big difference. So a sample question uh, for feelings is something like, how is needing help with your website costing you time or money? And when you bring up time or money, that is going to make people, you know, they're going to share their feelings because those things are strong, you know, those, those things cause strong feelings for people. And with that, you're going to see what they're most frustrated with and the most worried about. And then a third and the last thing you want to ask questions about are statistics. So getting stats is really helpful for comparing before and after the project. That's the main point of it. Um, if you are good with knowing what standard conversion rates are, maybe you can use just, you know, the before the project stats and be like, okay, their email opt-in rates are really low, you know, compared to the standard rates. We want to focus on that. But otherwise, it's just really helpful afterwards. So you can show them off in your portfolio and let your clients know what the improvements actually were so they can highlight them in testimonials by saying things like, so-and-so increased my email opt-in rates by 30%. And you can also realize what what you're doing right or where you can improve with your next project. So if the email opt-in rates are exactly the same, maybe you want to go back through and kind of see what you want to change next time or note what worked and what didn't. 
So this is where you're probably going to have the most new questions in this questionnaire because you want to ask for different kinds of stats based on their business, but things like their monthly page views, email opt-in rates, sales, and things like that. And really for this whole questionnaire, you want to customize it um, for the specific business you're working with, unless you work with people all in the same niche. Uh, but a lot of the time you want to customize it a little, little bit because maybe, maybe page views are not at all relevant to someone, but they're super relevant to someone else. Yeah, I think it's so important to make sure that you're asking the right questions to the right people. Because yeah. if you just send a blanket questionnaire, they're going to be like, this doesn't even really matter to me that much, which means it's not going to help you that much when you're creating the after. But I do have a question for you. And it seems like there are so many things to be hitting on in this questionnaire to help with your before picture. How would you avoid overwhelming them if you have other questionnaires that you're also sending at the beginning of the project? Yeah, that is a really, really good point. I always suggest that you include this with another questionnaire you're sending. So if you send like an overall design questionnaire, include this at the end. Don't send them an extra questionnaire because it's just gonna overwhelm them. And then to help with the question overload, just include one or two questions for each of these three things we talked about. Don't don't go to town. One or two is good. That's all you need. The statistics one will be a little more, um, but those are easier to answer. And again, be super specific. If someone doesn't care about page views, don't ask them about page views. And that's it'll make you look bad if you do, because if you're not going to improve those, you don't want them noticing that, right? So just keep everything as you know streamlined as you can. Don't ask very many questions and include it with something you're already sending. Very good question. Yeah, and I can see how you know you don't have to ask like ten or fifteen questions to kind of get the gist of how they're feeling or their expectations, those kind of things. Especially if you're asking the right questions before you book the project, yeah. and then in your other questionnaires, you can kind of get an idea about some of those things from their emails and their um, intake questionnaire as well. Yeah, and like when you're giving someone an opportunity to kind of complain, which is what we're doing, we're, we're asking them like, why do you want a new website? What don't you like about your current one? And what's costing you time or money? People are going to open up. They're going to be pretty quick to be like, I hate this and this and this, and it's going to be great. You don't need to like pry it out of them like you probably need to with some other, you know, questions asking about design directions. So yeah, keep it short and sweet. Um, another way you can make sure you're getting enough information is just listen to your client talk about other things and take notes on what they say. So when you're on your consult call, pull direct quotes if they start talking about what they're struggling with. Um, I know that can be hard to do, so I definitely recommend recording your calls while you're on them so you don't have to like sit and type out quotes as they're trying to tell you something else. Um, or if you get something like in a questionnaire or in an email, take a screenshot and just throw it in a Google Doc or Evernote or something so it's all right there and super easy to find at the end of the project. And that way it can cut down the questions you feel like you need to ask. So that is part one. That's definitely the most difficult part. But just remember, once you have this done, it's done. You don't have to do it every time for each project. It's just part of your process. And then step two is actually required each time, but it's much easier. That's just taking screenshots. And I feel like this, I'm interested to see if you feel the same way, Corey. So simple, but I forget it all the time. If it's not, before it was included in my Asana project, I, I could not remember, like, awful. 
Actually, I guess I'm also even worse than that because I will just admit for all of our listeners and for (laughs) you, you might yell at me, but I don't take screenshots before, um, mostly just because I don't show them off, um, which I probably should. I'm sure you will lecture me on why after we are done recording this episode, but um, yeah, I'm even worse than you are. You forget, but I don't do it at all. Well, there we go. Our action steps will be for you today, too. So to start, this can be nice and simple. It's become easy for me. Just add it to your process. I like to do it during the time when, like, a client is completing their questionnaire. So maybe I send off the questionnaire. The couple days while I'm waiting for them, I'll just set aside a couple minutes to grab screenshots. Um, But when you're taking these screenshots, it's important to take full page scrolling screenshots of each important page on the site and especially each page you're like directly redesigning. Um, and this can be nice and easy. I used to, th- I literally thought before I had to take like a separate screenshot of each section of the website. So I'd take a screenshot, scroll, screenshot, scroll, throw them in like Photoshop. Like, no, okay, Corey's nodding. So she did this too. But you guys, there are tools for this. So Corey introduced me to the full page screen capture Chrome extension, which is amazing. If you use Chrome, which I really hope you are, definitely use that. And in the past, I've used PicPic, which is just like a desktop app on PC. And can I just um, talk about full page screen capture for a minute? Because number one, not only does it keep you from dragging your 15 screenshots into Photoshop, which I also (laughs) used to do. And then you have to like zoom in and make sure the pixels match perfectly. Like what a headache. (laughs) I actually learned here recently um, that if you are using the inspect element thing in Chrome. I don't know if there's like an actual term, but I think that's what it's called. You can do the mobile. You can click the little Mm -hmm. mobile thing and you can also use it and it'll take like the (gasps) screenshot of the mobile version. So like the iPhone or the iPad tablet version. Yeah, that blew my mind because I don't know what I was doing. I think I was taking screenshots some other way. I don't know. But Yeah, that extension will work wonders for every single thing you need it for. So if you use Chrome, go install that right now. (laughs) I didn't know that. That kind of makes my day a little bit. Seriously, that tool is awesome and it's so easy. It's literally just a little camera icon in Chrome and you click it and boom, like, hello, so easy. Yep. So after you have your screenshots, you don't have to do anything with them right away. Just file them away for safekeeping to use after the project. So let's talk about what these are good for and why you do want them. First is just for your own reference. So maybe like Corey was saying, you wouldn't show them off in your portfolio, that's fine. But they're good one, just to look at. If you need a little confidence boost every once in a while, it's great to look at your client's site before you fixed it. And then second, based on changes in statistics you see before and after the project, you can compare these mock-ups side by side and really see what kinds of things made a difference and what didn't make a difference. So maybe if you have email opt-ins in different places and your client has something good like ConvertKit where they can have different forms and everything where you can compare those exact stats, you can say, okay, it wasn't converting well on this old design. On this one it is, and here's why. So it's just helpful to have those in case you do want to do some comparison. And then besides just having it for your own reference, if you do want to share it in your portfolio, just kind of show it off a little bit. You can. You can be like, here's what she was dealing with before. Here's what this design was having her struggle with. This is, you know, what the new results were based on my new design. And it's really powerful to have them side by side if you feel comfortable doing so and if it's okay with your client. 
Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you too is I know some people do show these off in their portfolio and I think it can be really powerful to say, you know, this is the major difference we had here. And if there was one client I ever wanted to do do that for, it was actually one of my most recent clients where I worked with her like when I was just getting started and I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I just worked with her again Mm -hmm. and I know how to code some really cool stuff. Thanks for your help. (laughs) Um, And that would have been a situation where I would have been like, look at how awful this used to be like a long time ago when I did it and how amazing it is now. But for those people who do actually want to show that off for all of their projects, do you recommend having something like in the questionnaire that says, do you mind if I show off screenshots of your previous brand or your previous website design? Yeah, good question. And I would say definitely. I wouldn't necessarily do it in the before picture because that's a little too early. But when you send the follow-up to get updated screenshots, maybe testimonials, just include a little checkbox in there. Do I have your permission to show off, you know, past examples of your brand and website? And you don't want to like bash their past stuff in case, you know, the designer sees it or in case they did it themselves. But it's just literally, here's what, you know, the struggles were before. Here's how this improved and side by side. So yeah, definitely get their their approval though, because some of them might not dig that. Just kind of depends on the person and how you frame it also. Well, and two, I don't think you even have to say anything about the design when you're yeah. presenting both of them. You can just say, here were the struggles Um, strategically, they were struggling with these things. And here is how we improved that with this amazing brand new design that I did. And you don't even have to say anything that way if they did it, or if you actually know the person who did it, you're not like stepping on anyone's toes or bashing them by saying, look at this really awful looking design that they had before. (laughs) Yeah, the goal is to show off the improvements you made not to make someone else cry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So those are the two big parts of your before picture. The questionnaire where you get amazing information to use all throughout the project and especially after and then those screenshots. So these things are really going to allow you to show complete transformations with your projects. And you can show these off to past clients. You can show them to your current clients so you can get better testimonials and things. But you're just in, in general, you're going to end up with more satisfied clients who, you know, are just more happy overall and who pay your business back more than you expected. Um, So once you've got your questionnaire ready, like I've mentioned a couple times, the hard work is truly over and you just have to add them to your process, which leads me to your action steps. So first, get your questionnaire created. Like we talked about, don't make this a brand new questionnaire. Add it to something you send at the beginning of the project, you know, one of the first things you send right after you book. Um, But don't be limited by the examples I gave. Kind of think about who your clients are, what struggles you know they have, and frame the questions that way. Just use my examples as kind of guidance. And then after that, add the screenshots to your process outline. I'm assuming the questionnaire is already a part of your process. If it's not, add it in. Um, But go ahead and get those screenshots added. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. 
Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.